Good morning. Good morning. It's good to be able to share together. It's a nice cheery passage as you saw it come up at the end there, wasn't it? Um, It will land all right. Don't worry. We're okay this morning. Um, It will land well and um, we're going to land around the Lord's table together as we come and we seek him. What a great place to always come together and seek Jesus around his table. Um, David, if you could put up the PowerPoint again for me, that would be great. And then I'll click through a bit. There we go. Great. That was our reading. And then what we're looking at this morning is being changed from the inside out. That transformation. We're carrying on in this series of seeing our lives transformed by Jesus. And I'm I'm having a bit of a transformation at the moment. I'm still adjusting uh, to not living in Devon and crossing the border and stepping in and living in Somerset. And I've been quite immersed these last few weeks. I feel like I've embraced my Somerset side. And um, I've I've been doing some some making at home. And I've I've had a go at making a bit of cider. Yay! So the other weekend, uh, Erin and my daughter had gone out to the fireworks that the youth were doing. And I had all these rotten apples in my shed. And I was like, right, Fiona, we're going to scrap them. I've learned that word. We did a bit of scrapping, mashing them up. And then we pressed them and pulped them. And sadly, these aren't mine, but they've been in my airing cupboards, sort of trying to have a go at fermenting. However, <laughs> I'm not fully Somerset yet. This is the mould that has beautifully appeared. Now, I know some bits of yeast is good, Mold is not good. And so I'm not fully Somerset yet. I realise I've got much to learn. It was my first year and I'm going to learn from it. Isn't that good that we learn from our mistakes? There's always learning uh, with God and with ourselves. So I'm not fully there yet. And you might think, Mark, why are you telling me about your cider making or your lack of cider making this morning? There is a bit of a point. These Pharisees, these These teachers of the law had come to check out Jesus. They'd come from Jerusalem, they'd come to check him out, and they were looking at the external. They were looking at the mould, they were looking at what was going on and saying, Jesus, why don't you and your disciples do these things? They were focusing on the hand washing, the ceremonial washing, the purity laws. Thankfully, Mark explains all of that to us because he's writing to an audience a bit like us that don't understand those things. But he explains it. And the issue is about hand washing, it seems. It says this. So the Pharisees and the teachers of the law asked Jesus, why don't you and your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with defiled hands? Oh, some strong words, isn't there? Sort of really poking the finger saying, why aren't you, Jesus? You call yourself a teacher, someone we should be following, and you and your disciples, why are they not following these laws? They were focusing on the external. They thought that the way to stay right with God was to observe the external laws. Keep your hands clean. Do ceremonial washing. Wash your pots before you eat. When you come back from going out and mixing with those dirty people, those ones that are separate from God, you clean, you wash, you change your clothes. They were focusing on the external. They believed that what went into the body or what went onto the body was the thing that caused separation from God, the sin. They were focusing on the mold. And they were focusing 
on the external. They were trying to add these extra burdens onto people, onto Jesus and his disciples saying, come on, do this, do more, do extra. There's a clash of cultures going on. You can feel it, can't you? There's a tension there. And yet Jesus is actually saying, well, what's the real issue? You're focusing on the external. Jesus says, I'm going to tell you what's really going on. They thought that the way Jesus and his disciples was acting was a disgrace. Yet Jesus comes, and we've seen it as we've looked through Mark, and he offers grace. He's not focusing on the disgrace. Jesus is saying, I offer a different way, a totally different way that they didn't yet understand. He's bringing life. He's bringing freedom. He's bringing a gift of a way to the Father. Jesus is showing showing a different way, a way that transforms, not just focusing on the external way of being, but showing a way of being transformed from the inside out. Jesus is the one that brings grace. And so this morning, I want us just to think about what's my heart like. That was what Jesus turned it on to. He said this, Jesus replied to these concerns from the Pharisees when they didn't understand the gift of grace. And he says this, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you hypocrites. I nearly pointed at you then. (laughs) You hypocrites. As it was written, these people honour me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are me human rules. You have let go of the commands of God and you are holding on to human traditions. You might think, well, that's not us today. We, we live in, you know, we understand about Jesus. We live uh, after the death and resurrection of Jesus. These guys couldn't have understood that. We should, we've got it all sorted, haven't we? Surely we don't act like this. And yet Jesus calls these people hypocrites. And if I stop this morning and pause and think about my life, I go, Lord, I'm a hypocrite. I know. I act one way and sometimes behave the other. I look at my heart and I go, Lord, change my heart. Hypocrites means to be like a play actor. And we can become hypocrites by paying attention to the reputation. Oh, look at me. I'm, I've become a minister now. Look at me. I've got it all sorted. I'm Mark Bailey, don't you know? <laughs> I can do that. We can all do it. We can focus on our reputation rather than the character that God wants to grow in us. I can follow religious practices, but my heart can be distant from God. Do you ever feel that sometimes, that we, we can go through the motions of saying, oh yeah, I follow Jesus, but actually my heart is far from God sometimes. I can be a hypocrite. We can hide or present an image of ourselves that we think others need to see. I can follow religious practices. I can honour God with my mouth. I can sing his praises. And yeah, I can walk out that door curse man and curse God sometimes Jesus changed my heart and we know when Jesus is talking about the heart here that that's the metaphor that was the place, the heart was the place where that conscience, the motives come from we understand more about the heart now 
But for them, Jesus is saying, what about your heart? You praise me with your lips, but your heart is far from me. Jesus goes on and he says this. You external, oh, sorry, I'll go back. He talks about holding on to external traditions. And sometimes we can fall into that trap, or I can certainly, of thinking that because I turn up at church, read my Bible, I pray that I'm clean on the outside, that I've washed myself, I've sorted myself out. We can fall back into a trap of forgetting it's about God's grace and I can start working hard again. Oh yeah, I've got to do this, I've got to serve, I've got to work, I've got to be at church, I've got to do all these things. And I forget the grace of God. I forget the grace that Jesus offers me. Jesus wants us to go out into the world. He doesn't want us to pull back from those things. Oh no, that's not godly, that's not right. He wants us to be in the world, but not of it. Jesus has given us his grace. His grace is the gift of life eternal, which starts now. It's by his death and resurrection that I can have this gift from God. And yet sometimes I can think that I'm earning my salvation. I can slip back into that old way of thinking, that old hard heart of working to serve God, behaving and acting the correct way. Jesus constantly says to me, Come on, Mark. Receive my grace afresh. Soften your heart, Mark. Don't do it in your own strength. I love you. I'm for you. My spirit is with you. Receive my grace afresh. Jesus is brilliant, isn't he? He goes on to talk just to his disciples afterwards. And when they're going, Jesus, what went on back there? What was going on? And I love what he says. He says to his disciples, What comes out of a person is what defiles them, for it is within. I can't read that. My eyes are going blurry. Bad colour, wasn't it? Let me find it on here. Um, Yeah, try again. For For it is what is within, out of the person's heart, that evil thoughts come, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance and follow. All of these evils come from inside that defile a person. He says to them, are you so dull? Do you not get it? It's what's in your heart. What that comes out is what separates us from God, not the things that we eat and how we wash our hands that makes us right with God. Sometimes I can feel dull. I can feel dull that I learn things about God and then I forget them so quickly. I think we're all a bit like that, don't we? We need reminding That's why Jesus says, remember me. When we come and gather, we remember him again. As we come and gather, we remember everything that Jesus has done for us on the cross. Jesus, change my heart. Change my life. Maybe just for a moment, we just need to pause and we need to think, Lord, what's my heart like? What's my heart this morning? What's going on in my heart? You know... (laughs) That my tendency is to have those evil thoughts and that's where my mind goes. But Lord, you've set us free. You've put a new heart and a new spirit in us. So Jesus, this morning I think, is challenging me, maybe challenging us to say, what's your heart like? Where's my heart this morning? Am I trying to do stuff in my own strength again? Do I need to receive the gift of grace, the gift of love, the gift of forgiveness? Gift of God's Holy Spirit afresh.
So Jesus says to us, what's your heart like this morning? What's my heart like? And you might think, oh, thanks, Mark. This is really cheery. When's the good news going to come? And I think the good news comes in what we heard almost two weeks ago. It's in this transformation that God wants to do in our lives. He wants to change us. He wants to create a new heart in us. We read these words uh, two weeks ago, our all-age service. Do you remember we had that stone as we came in? And we walked out eating Haribo on the way out? Actually, I still think the message is the same this morning. As we examine our hearts and our motives, and whether we're trying to do stuff in our own strength, I'm reminded again of Ezekiel 36. 26. I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit within you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. I think that's what God wants to say to us again. I kind of came around and I was like, Lord, I want a fresh new word from you. It's like, no, this is the same words. Lord, create in me a new heart. I believe God doesn't want us to be dull. (laughs) He wants us to hear these words afresh this morning. He wants to give us a new heart, a heart of flesh instead of a heart of stone. He wants us to let down our guard and go, Mark, it's not about you doing certain things for me. It's about you loving me, following me, trusting me, and receiving the gift of grace. You see, these purity laws about keeping external things clean and living in a right way that was held by these Pharisees was only a signpost. It was only a sign to Jesus. It was saying, there's one coming that will fulfill these laws, that will help us see that the kingdom of God is here. We praise God that the kingdom of God is here, that we don't have to live under these laws. We are set free. Jesus is saying, I'm that signpost. I am here. I have arrived. There is a new way of living. It's interesting that Jesus says nothing about how this problem of the heart is going to be changed. How it's going to be cured and fixed and restored. That hasn't come yet. That bit comes later on when we look at the cross. We look at the resurrection and the pouring out of God's spirit. But as we read on, we've read the story. We know what comes next. We know that the kingdom of God is here. Jesus says, repent and believe. That's what the kingdom of God is about. It's about repenting and believing in the one who saves. Jesus is is offering a cure for the problems of the heart. He is the one that saves We know it's not just about working harder, trying to be more holy. We don't want to be hypocrites today. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want to be someone that follows and trusts in Jesus. I want him to give me a heart of flesh where at times I go back to my old heart of stone. Jesus, change me from the inside out. Lord, I want to be more like you. So my closing prayer is this. Maybe it's your prayer this morning. These words from Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart and put a new spirit within me. That's my prayer. Lord, I want to live open. I want to live honest. I want to live for you, Jesus. 
I want to receive your gift of grace afresh. Lord, change my heart, change my life, so that others may see you, Jesus. I wonder, could we stand together as we pray? Let's just stand and be still moment for a moment. For a moment. Maybe you just want to be quiet and actually pray those words on the screen. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Lord God, that's our prayer this morning. To create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a right spirit within me. I want to pray for my brothers and sisters here in the room, those online, Lord, that you would transform us. Make us into those people that you're calling us to be. Create in me, Lord, a new heart heart that is after you, Lord. I want to be like David. I want to be someone that the Lord says, yes, there's my son, my daughter, my child, who's got a heart for you, God. Lord, we receive that gift of grace, the gift of eternal life. We say sorry for that stuff that we need to say sorry for, and we put our trust in you afresh, Jesus. Thank you, God.